Welcome to Transity Cast, the official podcast of Transity. I'm Vinny Michelle, your host, alongside, as always, A.B. Sutton. A.B., how are you? I'm chilling, Vinny. I'm chilling. Ready so, to roll? Yeah. I mean, last time we did this, uh, it was live from an undisclosed, wet uh, baseball stadium location. Uh, and it was we were previewing. This was, I think, three weeks before the draft. We were previewing who had been doing the most preparation at the time. And we promised to be back right after the auction with an auction recap. So we're going to do one better. We're going to have an auction recap and a recap of the first 10 weeks of the season. Uh, that sounds perfect. Well, first of all, the undisclosed location was City Field, as many guests. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah. I got feedback on my rankings, and everyone said I was wrong about every single thing. <laughs> no one thought I was right about anything. So it was all wrong. Please disregard all that information. Well, um, Okay, so here we are now, 10 weeks in, which is, I guess, now in a 14-week season. So it's now we have, a, an extra, we have an extra week to play with. So four, game, four games left in the regular season. Things are starting to really take form. There's a lot of interesting things in the middle, but the extremes are fascinating because we have, from a head-to-head standpoint, two 9-1 teams and our defending champion at 1-9 and nine and just having an unremarkably bad year in every single category. Um, yeah, and, and that's after he promised the repeat. So, actually, it's built right into his name, Re Peterson. Yeah, that's really embarrassing. Yeah, you, you hate to see it happen. Um, <laughs> you hate to see it. I mean, listen, I, I I was not I was not shy about the fact that I was uh, kind of pulling for him overall. But now that he's won, it's like okay, he could just go back to him, like <laughs> being five points the power pole, one and nine, you know, blessed in every category. But on the other side, I mean, you and and Stark are having a really strong seasons, like really just uh, pulling away from the competition here. Actually, well, in the power pole, it's me, Stark, and Aton who are all kind of neck and neck. Uh, but in the standings on the website, Aton is way behind. So yeah, for Aton, there is a power pole. Yeah, that's true. He, yeah, he, I, I take it back. He's getting nicked. He's getting nicked and head. My goodness, he's getting nicked and head to head. He's got. He's got. He's five and five. Yeah. How is this not? A, he is five and five despite having the second most points. My goodness. All right. But before we get too deep into these standings, yeah. I do want to introduce our special guest for today. Uh, and here he is. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Because you just said you were going to introduce me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. We, we, we've been waiting to have Butch for a long time, and we actually have an episode title planned in advance. We're calling this one The Airing of Grievances. So uh, we're, we're going to get to some of those grievances soon. Uh, but it's great to have Butch on the program for the first time. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Um, yeah. And how's, let's see, how's his season going so far? How is your season going so far, Butch? It's been a very strange season where I'm shockingly not as bad as my team should be. Well, he's 11th in the power poll. Let's start with that. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, we, we can start with that. I should be the 14th in the Power Bowl. Uh, yeah. Considering it, how my season started. And I mean, some would say, not me, of course, some, some would say that leaving $33 over the auction may have put you at a disadvantage going to the season. I, I wouldn't say that, but some, some might. Some would say that. I know Aton would say that, but I definitely would not say that. It's all part of the plan. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Great. I think I, I haven't looked, but I think most of my matchups have been decided by fewer than five points. It's been a I'll, weird season. I'll take that bet. First first week, uh, you beat Harold by like uh, uh, 19 points. Second week, lost to Aton by four. Third week, beat Storm by four. Fourth week, four, beat AB by a point. Week five. And that was my only loss this season. Oh, so wow. Really? Son of a... Your only loss? And that was because Cordero Patterson, who at that point was really an unknown, scored three freaking touchdowns. It was pretty good. I guess it does make sense because the Bills and the Jags, like, it, it does mirror the actual NFL inexplicably having a, a team that is not good on paper, just beating a team that is amazing on paper. Mm-hmm. So that's a weird little... Stat. I didn't realize you had only one loss. Wow, yeah, look at that. Right there. I, I mean, Butch, it looks like you actually have a, cl- a couple of close wins and a couple of close losses. You have you know, beat, beating Storm by four, lo- uh, uh, beating AB by one, 
uh, week six, be, uh, well, no, that was a healthy loss to Skates. Week seven, lost well, to Kraut by he said. He said seven, every ten, match has been close. Seven, no, seven, ten, no, healthy meant that, like, I had a, a big loss. Week seven, lost to Kraut by plus seven tenths of a point. Oh, 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 back up, back up. Read that again. Lost to... Oh, I'm sorry. Beat crap by seven times of a point. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, this, then, then this week losing to stick by about three, uh, four and a half points. So yeah, I mean, a couple of close wins, a couple of close losses, but. Do we know uh, what is the smallest margin of victory in fantasy history? I, I'm assuming it's smaller than point seven. For sure, I think we. Oh, had, oh, had... Me, me and Uri had a matchup this year that might be the closest. That you was, have oh, that? Yeah. You have the me and Uri score. Yeah. That was, yeah, that, I remember that one. That, yeah, by, that was 700th, 121.08 to 121.01. It's a whole other decimal point. <laughs> it's a whole factor. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe uh, Skates has, has these statistics. But as of, you know, my recollection, that's the closest that I could recall. But speaking okay. of, didn't Stick have quite a comeback here? I see he's 5-5, five and five, but I remember him having an awful start, and he's fifth in the – He's fifth in the power pole. Didn't he have a terrible start? Um, there's probably, there's got to be a way to yeah. Hold on, let's see. If we go to I mean, there's a way to see everybody's uh... head to head streak. Yeah, he's won four straight. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty 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 good as I would say. So, what would you so if if you had to play out the rest of the season and the postseason? Where, where do you so? I mean, let's, let's just call it like this. Who are the six teams making it? All right, so the three on top are, um, you know, me, Stark, and uh, Aton. I think, are clear ins. Av, I think, will make it. Kraut is not so high in the power pole, but a lot of that is head-to-head. So I think he does have a very strong team, and that should push him up above Stick. So now the question is, can Stick hold off this next batch of skates? Uri, I think, is just two hit by injuries. I, I think it's going to be stick and skates battling for that last spot. Skates has got to get healthy. His team has been decimated by injuries. Really? Is that a thing? Cause he hasn't talked about it once. No, no, you wouldn't know it. He's, he's very <laughs> quiet and unassuming. Doesn't like to whine or point out attention like that. He, um, you know, exceeded his point total for a whole three straight weeks. Wow. I can't believe that happened. This is the first time hearing that there's any injuries to his team at all. He has he has Ridley, uh, who you know took some time away from the game. Antonio Brown's been gone a few weeks. Kareem Hunt's been gone a few weeks, and Ceh has been gone for most of the season. So yeah, this is some injuries. This is amazing. Oh yeah, and then Rogers had COVID one game. Yeah, yeah, real rough COVID game. That that's as a. Since this is the Eric of Grievances episode, I think we could say that's a shame. That's a shame. I do like to keep an eye on uh, three-time champion skates and see how he's doing, but I'm happy to see it's not that long. So you're not counting on Deshaun Jackson being the uh, igniter for you know bringing Uri back into the uh, back into the fold here. <laughs> I actually think he dropped him today, so, so no, I don't think he's going to be the igniter. <laughs> After that fumble where he inexplicably started running the wrong way on the field. That was something. That was a a special moment. Um, But I don't remember too much, you know, because we're so far from the auction, I don't remember too much. But one thing that has stuck with me is that I did my typical mid-auction panic trade, and that involved selling Najee Harris to Eitan Bednarsh. So... Yeah, why'd you do that? I'm kind of regretting that now, although, you know, I'm in second place, so it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. A lot of the players I have would not be on my team if I didn't have those $31. Tough call. Yeah, I don't remember who you had at the time that you did that, but, yeah, I did see that. Uh, and who did, who did we say? Who is who's the on? I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking at the auction board now. I know uh, that I already had Chase and Jefferson, so my best players, and Mixon. And Dak and Kelsey, but I didn't have Cousins, um, Cooks, and a few other players. So yeah, I probably would have been better off keeping them. I just I just sent you the auction sheet now. I think you're 
you're you're yeah you're you're where you are if for because of eight dollars for chase um I, I get yeah where wh- why are you where you are Kelsey at 39 it's just a solid, it's just a solid. Cous- cousins was a real steal at cousins at 14 yes yeah. oh, wait, eight for sure that's She's weird been very good I, I thought you were trying to drop the heck out of cousins for the first seven weeks of the season I was trying to trade him because I have Jimmy Garoppolo but not because you, you hate know, cousins. No, I don't hate cousins. That's he's 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 an underrated player in the National Football League. <laughs> All right, I can hear that. He's PFF's number two rated quarterback in the whole league. No, passer, passer, and passing specifically. Oh, passer, yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, but it he's still like top going for Mr. Crowd or Mr. Stick. Here is AMCD Lamb to the Moody's next four games. Hillel's football team, Etty Etty Etienne, Stark Stark, and OnlyFans Snowborn Allowed. That's like three tough games, and then Harold. So that's well, Uri, I thought we just decided it was a super injured guy. Oh yeah, okay, fine. So it's it's half of the top and then two other teams. And then interestingly enough, the other team is the other half of the top. Because Kittle fits and fits and fits, plays also OnlyFans, but then plays Sloppy Drakes, then plays Brainstorming Repeaterson, and then ends the season last game to see Amon. Big showdown. Will Amon be resting his starters, or will he give fits and fits a matchup? Yeah, I would really like it if all my teams like rested in real life for a few weeks, but... They insist on playing football, so that has me worried. I'm yeah, still I assume that AMCD Lamb has the easier schedule for the remaining four games, comparing everything I just read out loud. I mean, I, I sent you the auction board uh, just now, and I'm, uh, I said that on WhatsApp. I'm just like, I'm looking at your. T- if I would have looked at your team. If I look at the auction board right now, I don't know what it is. There's something about your team that it's like, I don't know why. I guess it's, no, Prescott and Cousins. I guess I've not appreciated how good Cousins has been. Uh, and Chase at eight was such good value. But it's it's funny. I would I don't see a nine and one team looking at that board. Oh, I totally agree. Like normally I have a team that I like, I kind of, it's like very top heavy. And I just look at it and I was like, this team looks awesome. And then, like, one of those top three players gets hurt, and then it's like, oh, this team is shit now. So I think I constructed a more balanced team, and it's uh, working out so far. Yeah. As opposed to Stark. Now, if I look at Stark's team, which included a $1 Mike Williams, you look at Stark's team, like, okay, that I could see that being, you know, a, 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 a power, you know number one in the power pole, just looking at based on who he bought in the auction, which, let's give him credit, I think was all, all him. So you're saying none of his blood relatives played any role? I don't think so. Yeah, no, um, I don't think so either. He was driving in the car in Florida from like one place to another. Yeah, it seems like it's all from the mind of Ezra Star. Maybe there's something to be learned. Maybe there's maybe there's a lesson to be learned. For. I'm not going to be the one to say it, but people maybe might there's say there's more a lesson. Ezra Stark than meets the eye. Yeah, more on that later. Um, all right, should we should we do the other thing before the grievances? So the flashback. Yeah, I think you were going to uh, flash right. back to a previous fantasy season. Yeah, this, this came up a, a couple of weeks ago where we were looking at, like, who Uri had and, like, who were some Uri guys. And so I was looking at some old drafts. So I just picked a random year, in this case, 2008. And I, I'm just going to go through a team here, and you can see, like, what, what guys were picked when. We're still, we, this is still in the draft days. So, you can, like, for example, okay, here's a good one. First round, Marion Barber. Do you remember Marion Barber being first round talent? No, I do not. What I don't okay. Well, here's here's one. What team was Marion Barber on in 2008? He was on the Cowboys. Okay, so Marion Barber first round pick. Um, second round, uh, Larry Johnson. We remember him. Uh, third round, Steve Smith. Steve Smith of the Giants. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fourth fourth round, Mark Bolger. Mark Bolger, that sounds like a me pick. <laughs> Fifth round, Roy Williams. Roy Williams. I'm trying to think. I, I remember Roy Williams, the safety. I'm trying to think who this was. Oh, he was a receiver on the Cowboys. Oh, my gosh. See, I, I've totally forgotten all this. All this. Fifth, fifth round, Dwayne Bowe, him I remember. Actually, I think I have a Roy Williams story. Either <laughs> it, was, it was either that 
it was either that year or the previous year that um, I was making a trade with Moro and we worked out the whole thing and he was getting an R. Williams. I, Reggie Williams, there was another R. Williams. I could be confusing the names, but he sent me the trade with the wrong one. It was two R. Williams and he sent me the trade for the wrong one and I accepted, obviously. And then I told, I texted Binny on the side. I'm like, obviously I'm going to undo it and give him the right one, but like play along and make, make, make believe like it's binding and he's stuck with this crappy player. <laughs> so we did that and he, he lost his mind. Um, so I think, well, first of all, have you figured out who this owner is that has this team yet? This Marion Barber, Larry Johnson, Steve Smith. Mark oh, this Holder. is all one team. I yeah. mean, I'm just going to assume it's Uri because none of those players have played football in 15 years. Okay, so it's actually your team. Ah, uh, I said Bulger sounds like me, and and the Roy, Roy Williams star, yeah. Yeah, and you and you actually did have Reggie Williams. I'm wondering. There you go. Is, yeah. Um, I'm trying to find the G chat. I, I want to see if I could find this whole uh, Roy Williams Reggie Williams thing. Is 2008 the last draft? Uh that's kind of a skates question, oh, but. God. I think it was later than that. Oh, this 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 plays into the whole Garcia thing because it was the same season. Yes, because you were sending me texts about, about that trade, and then somehow, so, somehow this. Came no, Garcia was the next season. No, it it seems to be. It seems like it's like. No, I know where I was. It, Moro, Moro says to me, "What do you think of this deal? I give up Braylon Edwards and Greasy Garcia and get back Larry Johnson, Roy Williams, and Reggie Williams." This was yeah, a great video. It, it wasn't the same year as the big controversy. Both are Williams's. Ah, here it is. Uh, AB and, okay, I, I need help. Oh, maybe it was. This is Moro. I need your help. I've been discussing trades with AB all day. I accidentally misclicked in the trade offer and thought the Reggie Williams, not Roy Williams. <laughs> <laughs> we finally agreed on trading Greasy Edwards and Shockey for Roy Williams, LJ, and Walker. He Shockey. signed off immediately. I can't, Moro, I can't, uh, me, this is me. I can't do anything unless he confirms that was the agreement. And he's not online. Can I show you my save G chat? What is this, the moral cast? Yeah, we're, no, we're, it's, it's, yeah. Um, moral will, will then, be the legend and threat to see cast forever. By the way, and then, and then you traded, you immediately traded Roy Williams to Rafi just so that he couldn't then. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the length we went for shtick. I'm Moro, I'm done. He said the deal was for Reggie. I, it's just like a what do we spend like a two days on this? Yes, we were very dedicated to our bits back then, unlike now. Oh my we goodness, more bits, that's for sure. Uh, speaking of, I think uh, we should take a break, uh, a word from our sponsor, and then come back with some marrying grievances. In un mundo donde Tona está llamas, la familia Stark de la tierra de los cleves debe alcanzar la gloria. Parterion hacia México en busca del tesoro quien ganara el premio máximo en los premios de la Academia. Puede quien gane el Oscar, pero no ganará el campeonato. Noche de Fuego, ahora en cines en todas partes. All right, we are back. And uh, let's formally give uh, let's give we move butch closer to the uh, microphone give a formal seat at the table as uh we bring him onto the program to air some grievances so um if we want we can we can go as far back as 2008 if you if you want to know who your team was back then don't look at the sheet butch it was brian westbrook ben roethlisberger still in the league derek anderson so you took qb2 and qb3 then edger and james marvin harrison heinz board bernard berrien patrick creighton this I don't remember ever having Roethlisberger ever. Kevin Boss, Musin Muhammad, Lamont Jordan, Brady Quinn. That's a, that's a team right there. Did you just say Kevin Boss? Isn't he an offensive lineman? Kevin Boss is a giant tight end. end. He was a tight end? He was a giant oh, tight end. All right, all right. Boss. Way to um, I, yeah, Brian Westbrook. I, I just love that it was Brian Westbrook and Ben Roethlisberger and like when, when did Brian Westbrook stop playing and brought like, yeah, uh, his last year Westbrook was 2010. So your first round pick was last year was 2010. And your second round pick is still playing in 2021, which is amazing. 
It's pretty amazing. I also think I traded Westbrook to that individual whose name I can't recall, though somebody may have mentioned a minute ago. You know what? Let's let's start there because I think this this program has needed to ask this question for a few years. Can we go back to that night and and sort of retrace how you made the legendary call that you did, which uh, launched the investigation that launched uh, a, a really the, the last time we've adjusted the ownership in fantasy so, or fantasy. So we, let's go back to that night. Yeah, uh, I thought we already like had a fantasy cast about that, but I Wait. could be mistaken. Maybe did we? With not with Butch? Did we do it off Butch? I don't know. Wasn't there like an emergency recap of the? Okay, anyway, the, the, this is how what happened. Um, I was uh, looking at the data, and I don't know why. But I decided to do that thing where if you highlight a bunch of cells at a time in the bottom right corner, it tells you the total. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I, I Excel in 11 years, but that's the last thing I remember learning about Excel. Okay, so that's interesting because until now, I thought you were doing this just by looking at somebody else's. So, so you're on your own. You're on your own computer. You're on the what? What we're using? I was on my own laptop in a copy of the. The auction and I was for whatever reason trying to see how much money everyone had left and instead of looking at the box <laughs> of looking at the box that said <laughs> how much money everyone had left you were highlighting all everyone's players and letting Excel do the math yeah, in the bottom right I corner. wanted to see how much money everyone had spent and it seemed for whatever reason at the time like a very quick easy way to do it and the math didn't add up and I was I had to like look back at the screen you know like do a triple check but like I don't know how to do the Latin for like 14 checks <laughs> it took me many 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 times because I knew that I was going to get a lot of uh blowback if I wasn't correct so I really wanted to make sure that I wasn't doing anything drastic in the middle of a, a, a time in the draft and calling an emergency when nothing was wrong I, I probably wouldn't have lived that down so I really was just staring at the computer screen and like my brain was like, wait, that number and that number are not the same number for many minutes. Really, it was probably like 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, seemed like a really long time. And, and then, yeah, pretty much that's exactly what happened. I was like, hey, guys, hold on. The numbers are wrong. And then everyone's like, no, the numbers are fine. Look at the boxes. Look at the uh, thing. And I'm like, yes, I know that's what it says. That's the thing. <laughs> And the rest is history. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's interesting. That's a that's a an angle I didn't realize. I until this moment I thought you did it just by eyeballing it and being like, you know, just saying, wait a minute, that and that was like kind of like a savant thing. Like, okay, the best. Like, I could tell that that's that's off, but I mean, it's still fascinating that you chose to highlight the numbers and see that that it didn't work. And it's it's um, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah. I don't know. I think I had just recently before that learned how to do that on excel and that was like my new cool trick to do i want to say this now that um the fantasy cast is available on podcast platforms everywhere um you know moro if you're listening we'd ha be happy to have you on as a guest next episode and give your side of the story please rate and review <laughs> okay and i think we're up to now the main event the event you've all been waiting for so the genesis of this is, you know, we all recall that uh, Butch's team name was once in protest of Oz's terrible commissionership. And but between then and now, there have been many complaints aired on, you know, the WhatsApp chat and in other places. And, you know, rule proposals that he was supposed to propose the next year. Um, and now is your chance to get it all out there. You have everyone's attention. Give us all the rules. You know, what, what was so bad about obstacle commissionership? That's a great question. I wish I could remember. <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea. I don't even remember a time in the league when there was a non-Binny commissioner. They were co-commissioners. But Av was like the leading guy. And Binny yeah. was like in his like disappeared phase where no one knew where he was. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I'm not entirely clear what, if anything, should be the role of a fantasy commissioner in the first place. 
I guess, no offense to our esteemed commissioner, uh, present company included. Um, most of the stuff could be done in WhatsApp. Um, I do trust individual players to enter their own teams on ESPN and what they're not going to get away with it. Like what, what somebody's going to try and enter the team and he's going to only have the best players in the league and he's going to put players on his team that really he didn't get in the auction. What that's going to work. Come on. I don't, I don't, I, oh, I, we can't trust each other to just put a thing in a, in a box on ESPN. Okay. I don't know. Um, unfortunately, a lot of these things are not, um, tangible their attitudes it seems like some people want things a certain way and then if somebody says hey that way doesn't make sense to me instead of other people going well let's think about that it's more like shut up go away sit down you're a weirdo let's all laugh at the weirdo um i don't know maybe that's all in my head i don't know uh thoughts this this is way too civil for an airing of grievances you like cursing (laughs) So I so the thing is, if if we would have aired these grievances, ironically, you know, after the auction or in week one or two, I, I was pretty steamed. Uh, I think, unfortunately, daylight savings, among other things, have robbed me of all my energy, and uh, I just don't care about grievances. <laughs> ironically, well, okay, if you could change one rule in all of fantasy. What would it be? It's a great question. I really wish I would have prepared for this. <laughs> I... We've only been talking about doing for like two months. We proposed this podcast three months ago, scheduled it like four different times. And in any of those occasions, you could have prepared. And, and, and that, <laughs> I don't see that working to your point because I did prepare three months ago. Oh, you did? And all of that preparation went out the window. I don't like remember how I prepared nine weeks ago. If only there was a way to to commit thoughts to a more lasting medium. Did you have like a Gmail draft where you put these all down? I probably have several thousand (laughs) Gmail draft words stored, but I can't access them instantaneously right now. Mm. I should maybe have uh, checked them out before. Let's see, grievances-wise. Um, until now, there had only been the same five voices in Thranacy Casts. That was a big grievance. Thranacy Cast was not representative oh, of Thranacy. We, we, we get a new guest every single episode. We, we don't even repeat. Out of the 12 members of Thranacy, not including myself tonight, who, how many in total have been on Thranacy Cast? Okay. <laughs> I think almost everybody. And Pretty I don't much. think we've had, have we had any, I don't think we've had anybody twice. No, we have a different guest every single time. You can't possibly get more diverse. Okay, last one, we didn't have anyone, although there are a lot of people around in the background at that game. Stark right. has been on. Aton has been on. Hillel has been on. Uri has been on. Crowd has been on. Binny and me are always on. Harold was on. Butch is now on. The only one who weren't were Rafi and, and Av, I think. They're the last two. You know, the elusive Av is never available. Whenever you ask him to podcast, like, no one can get him. His voice is not meant to knows, be heard publicly. He doesn't know what a podcast is. Oh, no. He wouldn't know his way around a microphone. They are very tricky. <laughs> I can attest to that. All right, I think we've settled that grievance. Any, any um, last? Uh, uh... Too many, uh, too many. Okay, <laughs> like I still didn't answer your question about the rule. Probably the number one rule I would like to change is that you should lose points for drops for wide receiver or mm. kind of the same rule, but like the offensive player who drops the ball and then it becomes a pick six kind of a thing it should get the negative two, not the quarterback. Okay, that, you, that was very hard to keep track of. Right, but the do, drops do really, is, is a publicly available stat. It's not. I oh, know drops, drops are, but, yeah. right, but I'm saying the, the pick six, like who's making that decision? Yeah, you can't really do that. We'll figure that out. Um, <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> well, that's why we have a commissioner. That's your job, Eddie. Well, that's your okay. job. Well, in any particular game, there are 10 non-participants who can be trusted to somewhat objectively vote. Yeah, but how, how, 
who, who's watching every minute of every game to, to make sure that we don't miss any of these, you know. You can't miss them. They're, they're only the plays that result in turnovers. So that's not that hard to find. It's only when a turnover has actually occurred that this matters. It's not a hypothetical maybe turnover that so we're talking about. what about a game on like Yom Tov? Someone has to go back and watch? No, 10 people have to go back and watch. Ten people, everyone has to go back and watch, and then go, and then go vote on it. And, and, and what if one of those that highlights don't exist in this universe, and 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 Yom Tov cancels highlights, and you can't after Yom Tov watch something? I'm not following. Now, right. now, now and what if one of those? Now, what if one of those ten people like will make the playoffs if they rule it in intercept? Like if they? That's, yeah, that's the edge case for sure. In weeks one through twelve, you don't have to worry about it so much. And then in week 13 and 14, all of a sudden, it's a big deal. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll take that into consideration. Um, other things about the league that make no sense to me. Um, now we're on a roll. <laughs> if you play someone head-to-head, your record reflects that. And then people didn't like that, so we decided to make something called total head-to-head. Uh, obviously, this recounts a matchup. If you win a matchup, you go theoretically 12 and 0 for the week. If you, if you go undefeated for the week, your regular head to head win plus your 11 and 0 is 12. And that's not possible because you can't play 12 people in one week because there's only 11 mm. other opponents than yourself. You're double counting a victory and double counting a loss in the total head to head column. Interesting. Maybe it is meaningless and the math all is a wash. I don't know. I'm not really good at math over the long calculus. Calculus is not my forte. So I don't, but I mean, but head to head and overall head to head are two different categories entirely. It's not that you're double counting. Yeah, but he's saying that your 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 head to head matchup is counted in both. So the the overall head to head. Oh, is, I see. Is, right. Is like two percent more counted than we want it to be, or nine percent, or whatever it comes out to. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like that we're, I feel like we're just scratching the surface here. There, there's been like, like four, 13 or 14 years of these, uh, things that have come up and, uh, this, this well, is whole, actually this, got passed. Well, I know, I know Butch felt very strongly that there shouldn't be $36 and 50 cents. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, let's get into that one. <laughs> I, I don't understand why people didn't all immediately unanimously agree with that proposal. I, I cannot identify a more obvious, non-controversial, non-partisan, so what was the common proposal? sense idea, and it was like mostly ridiculed. So maybe that is a good explanation in general. I like to pin system. that one on A-time. Anytime someone comes up with a good idea in the chat, he's like a rabble-rouser. He's like, you know why that's wrong? And he votes down everything. He's like the uh, most conservative. You have, you have data on fantasy votes? Any? No, I, I don't have the data. I'm just looking. I want to try to find that one of these. There was one email that Bush sent a couple years ago on rule proposal changes, which were all very interesting. Um, well, I don't know if we want to air those. Rule proposals are confidential. Commission, commissioner eyes on. Hey, them. let's flip this around, Benny. Why don't you air some commissioner grievances? I have, I have no grievances. I, 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 I not at all. My misunderstanding. Theranacy is a uniquely positive experience for you. There are never negative. Uh, I'm saying not including on the field stuff, like you lose the matchup because of a fumble or something. Mm-hmm. Nothing outside of the literal day to day sports of fantasy is in any way impacting your negative emotions that's right I, I, mean, I don't like when there's conflict and headaches and that that's you know that can get uh when, when there's something that requires um a, a decision where there's tension like certainly the moro thing like that that was really really difficult because that's it's uncomfortable it's like uh, no who, who no who wants to handle that who wants to be in a position where like there's friendships and and you know people have a lot a lot invested in this and so that was you know so that, that that's on a, on a on a higher level on a smaller thing like anytime there's like 
any time there's a situation where something comes up, a, a situation we hadn't thought of, and it's like, oh, shoot, there's like, what should we do here? And even it could be something stupid or small, like, you know, a, a, a tiebreaker in an, like, well, we had a couple of years ago, like, how these, well, if there's something in the, in the free agent auction bidding process, if you, I think it was the old system where we would, award the guy based on the power pull tie break. And that meant that things were changing down the line. Just anything that like when something's not going smoothly and then it requires, and then there's like this, again, tension for lack of a better word, where uh, something comes up and there's like a question how it should be. And I, I, I don't like conflict in these cases. So um, I just like, every, I like, I like to make everybody happy. And everyone is happy. Mostly. Uh, sure. is a virtual Shangri-La. Hillel's not happy. Apparently some of his players are hurt. <laughs> well, you know, everyone's happier when Hillel's unhappy. So overall... And he's still probably going to make the playoffs. <laughs> Somehow. What a miraculous thing. Son of a bitch. Yeah, you know, I'm actually... I found I found the book email from 2018. And it's... I, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm breaking confidentiality because this was emailed to the entire league. <laughs> Okay, but, uh, but it's funny because we're still like here we are. The five proposals from Butch in 2018, fantasy head-to-head should only be the other ten teams you didn't play that week for overall head-to-head. Yeah. Just covered it. Uh, two passing speed should be five or six points. Uh, we could that that could be obviously revisited. Uh, negative one point for drop pass, just discussed. The famous turnover to position player. He clearly botched a good to great throw. QB doesn't deserve a turnover there. Voting system of 10 other teams, not in the matchup. Eight minimum, eight other owners, yes, votes to successfully assign turnover to non-QB. <laughs> so nothing has changed. That's <laughs> just what I remembered off the top of my head. Uh, okay. And then what he called the Harold rule, which is um, to trade, to make these one, the, the, the one-week trade. Uh, the truth is, I'm not so against the one-week trade. Uh, I used to be in a league that did that where you could say, okay, I'm making this deal just for one week only because I have a guy on a buy or injury that I just want to, I, I don't, I, I, I see why people don't like that, but I'm, I, I don't think I'd be against that. Yeah. There's a lot of shenanigans that you could do with it, but also it's obsolete uh, because Harold is in the league now. So <laughs> we didn't even need to do that. And he came anyway. No, Harold was, in, I think, oh, was he not in the league at the time? No, this was trying to get Harold. Oh, that's funny. Holy cow. You said this. Wait a minute. When did that thing? That was the 2018 draft that that whole thing went down? I really have no idea. Sorry. Oh, that's funny because you, this was the way you actually phrased it was this will pave the way for Harold to replace somebody in the league should there need to be such a thing for whatever reason. Yeah. Who knew? That's crazy. You wrote that in June. And then I think. I think it was August where the, uh, uh, hold on. I think that whole thing went down in August, 2018. Let's see. Oh, uh, Abby, where are you going exactly? I had to put Sammy in there. Oh, Abby, listen to this. This is unbelievable. We were just in this. So in this part, at this point of the league, it was was, uh, June, 2018, okay? And Butch is making all these proposals, and he says something called the Harold Rule. And listen to the, listen to the language. Uh, this will pave the way for Harold to replace somebody in the league, should there need to be such a thing for whatever reason. But he already knew at this point. No, that was what? Dude, this, this was two months. This was two months before it happened. That's insane. <laughs> Okay, please, please send, send me the evidence of this. I have to see it. I have to see it. Okay, go, go to your Google. Asking them to send you Google stuff. It's in your Google. I don't have to search for it. Go to Google. Far the No, no. I, I'm with Butch on this one. Go to Gmail. Search for, quote, the Harold rule. I guarantee, yeah. unless you have another thing that's in your email history for the Harold rule. This was June 2018 two months before any of this happened. And he says, this will pave the way for Harold to replace somebody in the league should there need to be such a thing for whatever reason. Now I'm wondering if we got the real story of what happened that night. Mm. Oh my God, you just just cracked the case wide open. It sounds like I'm hearing you propose that there was inception happening (laughs) 
and that I mentally, telepathically in orchestrated somebody else to do some shenanigans in Excel. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that might be something like what we're saying. Anyways, to be explored, I think we've kept the listeners here long enough, but we have a lot to mull on. Yeah. Anyway, the, uh, the point was that his last proposal in 2018 was that you should be allowed to make one week trades to avoid uh, it, it, the Harold rule was the motivation was if you don't want to be uh, playing against the Jets or whatever, like a, a rooting interest. But I, I used to be in a league where you could what they call rent the player, where you can make a one week trade, swap a quarterback for running back because you each have buys in the other position. I thought it was okay. I'm not, I know people, I, I think I brought it up to this league once and I was laughed at. I, see, I also get laughed at much. Um, I was laughed at like, that's a ridiculous thing. I don't, I don't, I, I definitely see the opposition to it, but I, I think I'd be open to the uh, rent a player idea or the Harold rule, as it was called. This is wild. The Harold rule. I know you can't get over it, right? It's crazy. Should oh, Harold need have to- Harold, so we don't need a Harold rule. I guess he just doesn't care about the Jets that much anymore. Yeah. yeah all this proposal talk is reminding me of one of my main grievances. Uh, unfortunately, it's with the person in the orange shirt uh, currently. Only because you're wearing the commissioner hat. There's nothing wrong with your shirt or you. It's just the commissioner. Um, it's a Mets shirt. When and when proposals become active and debatable is not clear. It doesn't. One rule, one year, two or three years ago, I think the commissioner simply decided that he was going to take proposals in January instead of in August, when the other 11 out of 12 years they had been in August. And there's no real rhyme or reason when people are allowed to decide that, hey, something bothers me and we should talk about it. And then they're told, nope, sorry, you only have four official days per year to decide what's a thing or not. I don't understand why there's no, no one's traveling. No one has to travel by wagon from upstate New York to, to Manhattan to like meet in person in a Congress to discuss things. We have WhatsApp, we have these things. Anything, anytime that needs to be discussed should be discussed. I don't get it. Well, for that reason, uh, even though this won't completely solve your problem, I am proposing this January that we have two voting periods. One in January, <laughs> when the season is fresh on everyone's mind and then another one in August when you've had the five months to, uh, you know, mull it over, see the new NFL rules that sometimes drop like, like did this year with the 17 weeks, uh, the 18th week, whatever. And then a second period in August to once again, vote on new rules. Yeah, that, that seems fine. I think I did the January is, um, I think it was AB that had pushed that for years that or other people. Yeah, too, because just, we always forgot everything we said over the season. That sucked. By the time right. August, we're all like, well, what is it? What was wrong? No, it's all perfect. But yeah, I guess that no, that there's that there's definitely truth to the idea. Like there's no reason it has to be limited to a one week period or two week period. I think um, getting things together in order and making sure that there's a process is helpful. But yeah, I mean, certainly uh there is merit to the idea that, okay, once we're, we vote in January, we could revisit some things in August also. Yeah, let's do it. Man law. Well, we might have to vote on Janu- in January about whether we're going to have a second voting period, but I'll leave that to, to the commissioner. <laughs> I, I, I like that year that we said that the, um, the voting opened with whether you, A.B., should even be allowed to have a vote. That was a fun, that was a fun, mm. fun one. I think there was a butch rule on that one too, but... 2.0, we've moved on from such things. I, I think, what did you win, that 8-4? Uh, <laughs> it was tight. It was definitely <laughs> tight. <laughs> uh, did anybody, did, did, did it ever come to light who proposed that? I, I cannot. Uh... I think I suspected Rafi, and uh, that suspicion remains in place. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't remember what uh, who said what, but uh, that, was, that was a fun year. Um. Okay, other things for Butch. Um, the $33, any final thoughts on the uh, leaving $33 over? I don't have any final thoughts. Sorry. <laughs> okay. And then AB said I shouldn't talk about it, but whatever. It's late. Let's, let's get it. Let's get into it. The year, the year with all the tight ends. So, Why did you have so many tight ends that year? I honestly don't even know what this is. 
You don't even know what it is. It never happened. It was incepted into the minds of the... Well, like, earlier we were reading from 2008. Like, if somebody read me a team that had a ridiculous number of tight ends, then I would understand it. But I have no personal memory of caring one way or the other about tight ends. I just know that everyone else has <coughs> this joke all the time. He never has drafted tight ends. He never will draft tight ends. I, I, as per league rules, I must draft at least one tight end. I don't think that's a rule. It's not a rule. You have to start a, have to start a tight end. That's the rule. Yeah, <laughs> the draft. You can pick one up later. I don't know that that's true. All right. At Hold the on. end of the auction, you can't have an empty bench uh, slot. Right? I don't. I think you could just. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Frankly, I got a rule this year that doesn't make any sense, but I decided not to care and let people move on with it. But if you make a quote-unquote mistake and you say a name that you didn't want and it goes for a dollar and nobody else bids, you don't need to have that player on your final roster. You can just drop that player and say, okay, I, I lost a dollar. That's my bad. Hmm. But I think this that's year reasonable... I accidentally nominated Evan Ingram and I said, okay, I don't, need, I don't need him. Speaking of tight ends, he's a garbage. I did it as a joke. I want to get a real tight end now. And there was a furor, an uproar in the room. <laughs> How dare you? No, you have Evan Ingram. He's on your team now. Okay. That's the end of it. Okay. But That's nonsense to me. No, well, but I didn't want to make a big deal. I let it go. This is one of those situations where it's, it's fine. Your, your new rule proposal is reasonable. But there was also a clear understanding among the other 11 players that that rule was not the case. Meaning, when you, when you, when someone ten um, seconds ago, there was no clear understanding no, no, by the person speaking to the microphone, who's not me, that you had to have a tight end in the first place. So, what are you talking about? That's a different. That's a different rule. Uh, one is a question of whether you can nominate fifteen players and you know purchase them all and have none of them be tight ends. And the other one is whether Evan Ingram, once nominated, must be on someone's team at the end of that process and remain on that team through the rest of the auction. That clearly is the rule, and you're welcome to propose a change. There's no clear indication that that's the rule. I don't know. what When you well, say it's clear, are you reading from I'm, the I'm reading the minds of the 11 people. Because the only way something <laughs> could be clear is if it's written in English in the rules. That's what's clear. Nothing else aye, is clear. Aye. So what the rules say is you must have a roster at the end. Now, it doesn't say in the rules that you must start with a consecutive number and add every time one to two to 14 to 15, or you could start with 20 players and then drop four of them at the end. And that's how you get your team. None of that is clear in the rules. I don't know why you were yelling the word clear so many times just now. Boom. Grievances aired. Um, I kind of tuned out for that because I was trying to find could, could someone fill me in? Because I was trying to find the year that Butch took four tight ends. Oh, no, Butch. you do not want to be filled in. We will move on. <laughs> um, by the way, I, the good news is, while I was tuning out, I actually did find the year that Butch found Butch, Butch took four tight ends. Ah, thank you. What, what, and who were the, who were such tight ends? They enlightened us. Okay, so this was 2010. Um, and let's see. Um, oh, why is this not working? Hold on. I'm trying to find the order of them, but I can't find. Just give us the names. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We need the names. Give us the names. Okay, so I found Av's email, which is like 6,000 words going through everybody's team and assigning grades to each position. Mm-hmm. So, for, for example, AB, uh, your running backs were Michael Turner and Cedric Benson and Cadillac Williams. You had Good Owen Daniels at tight end. Anyway, all this to say, okay, here is Av's analysis of Bush tight ends. Uh, there are many schools of thought when it comes to fantasy football draft strategy. None of them involve taking four tight ends. If a team spends 23% of its budget on the tight end position, you would think they would make sure to at least get the best tight end by doing so. Butch did only the first part of that calculation. Dallas Clark is the number two tight end. Brent Chellick and Vernon Davis are both in the top half of the starters of the position. And the Sassy Shanko is a good bottom half starter. Sadly, there is no room in the starting lineup for at least two of them. A minus. Nice. A minus. It's still a pretty good grade. Yeah. Well, he has, he has Dallas Clark and Brent Pelican. Kind of <laughs> oh, just for that position group. 
Yeah, 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 for the position group. Got it. Oh, okay. Okay, so now I have to go back and do research about 2010 and see what the deal was with that, and I will report back. Uh, Dallas Clark, Brent Shellick, Vernon Davis, and Vicente Shienko. So, yeah, I got to go see how many of those players were, like, actually really still on my team after two or three weeks into the season. Or Not many, I'm sure. Uh, I'll try to see if I can find the results. Um, no, it just found the – yeah. I found the nomination order. I found the grades and analysis. I did not find uh, the results. Got to be somewhere, but yeah. Again, has that data after so many years? Oh no, not ESPN. We will be in our, our email archives or drive or something. Um, I think it's time to mercifully bring an end to this longest thread <laughs> test ever by, by a long shot. I think we should probably review this Thursday cast, cut out forty percent, and then re-record the parts that we think might have worked and tighten up some of the Well, dialogue. as we know, Vinny has an extensive editing process and I'm sure I'll handle all of that in post. What I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send it out to the 10 other people and see if they'll vote on which parts should be cut. That is brilliant. Yes. I love it. Let us know. Keep track of the results. Thank you, thank right. you. I look forward to voting on whether or not we should release the results of that vote. Oh, man. I don't Um. Yeah, that... Uh, I got nothing on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's been fun. Um, thank you for having me. Thank you, guys you for great. Thank uh, you to our sponsor. Thank you to our guest. Um, and I guess yeah, we got to figure out how to have the rest of the league on before uh, before the season's over. I guess we'll be back either next week for a recap of Week Eleven or in a few weeks for a recap of the playoffs or when you know when, when the mood is right, the time strikes and. Uh, all the other cliches. We'll, we'll be back. We'll be back when uh, when you least expect it. Thank you very much for having me, and to each a good rest of your season. All right, Benny. All right, Amy. Uh, reminder that you can find us on Twitter at FantasyCast. Reminder that you can please rate, and review, and find us on all your favorite podcast players. Uh, we have four weeks left in the regular season, followed by what's promising to be a really exciting playoff season. So. We'll be back to talk about all of it at some point. Until then, see you later, baby. Bye.